moment right now, which means let's get our phones out, put them on silent, do not disturb mode, whatever you got to do, you can share the live feed if we're live, um, and uh, then put it away, and leave it away, um, you do not want me to call you out while you're playing with your phone or messing around, just leave it away, it's all good, alright, <clears throat> uh, we are going to have our missions moment here. Uh, so actually, I'm going to have you all sit down for a minute, um, and uh, <clears throat> you might, we're, we're uh, just trying to trying to follow the Lord a um, little bit little bit different tonight. We have a missionary with us. Uh, also, I scheduled a missionary for Sunday evening and forgot, and so it's good that I remembered before, a few minutes before the service, and so... Uh, praise the Lord, we have another missionary. He's going to the country of... Yes, amen. This is a good guess. Uh, <laughs> he's going to New Zealand. He sent me an email and I called him back. So, um, so uh, he will be... He's actually he's coming from the country of Fort Wayne and going to the country of New Zealand. And so uh, he'll be just driving down and being with us for the evening service and then driving back up on Sunday night. And... Uh, did you get checked in with uh, Pastor Thornsley up there? 
Amen. Amen. And so uh, tonight we have uh, Brother Mark, and I, I am sorry, I am bad about being able to pronounce names sometimes. So I will let you pronounce your name in a few minutes. But uh, we're going to play his video, and then after the video, he's going to come up and present his ministry. We'll sing a couple more songs, and then his family's going to sing, and then we'll have our uh, preaching, uh, and he'll preach for that. While the video is playing, if you'd like to give to missions, you can bring it up, put it in the missions box. Uh, if you would like to turn in your missions faith promise, this is our missions mo- our missions uh, month, uh, emphasis month, and so by the end of the month we want to make sure that we get these filled out and turned in you just put it in the missions box um and so uh i want to encourage you make sure that you're giving to missions amen so uh if you want to do that you can do that during the video but please do not disturb anyone watching the video while it happens so just just kind of keep it quiet keep it up here and don't don't get in between the videos or the screens and and people's eyes all right so uh brother dan Whenever you're ready there, you can start the video, and then, uh, here we go. Uh, you'll probably have to mess with the sound a little bit.
Okay, sir. Well, um, good evening. Good evening. Okay, Pastor, what time do you usually end? What time do you usually end in Thursday service? Well, again, uh, thank you so much for allowing us to come here, and uh, it's always been uh, a blessing and an honor to uh, uh, share and uh, present the ministry on the other side of the globe. I'm Brother Mark uh, Elor Kaluwag, and uh, needless to say, uh, by my height and by my skin, skin and by my curly hair, you know that I'm a Filipino. So uh, again, uh, thank you, Pastor, Pastor Aaron, thank you so much. I just uh, when I was in the, when I was in the Philippines, I always saw you in the Facebook live preacher. So uh, uh, I've been uh, a missionary for ten years by the grace of God. I've been in the field for ten years, and by that ten years that we are in the mission field, God is good and uh, faithful that He allow us to start three churches back home in the Philippines. And by the way, the name of uh, the place where the Lord was able to put us. Is Paniki. It was a first-class town and soon-to-be city, three hours or three and a half hours north of Manila, and it has 110,000 people population. And uh, 2012, when we started the first church, as you saw in the video presentation, the first church is growing by the grace of God. And then 2015, when we started the the second church, and uh, Uh, people are coming, people are getting saved, and uh, the Lord is blessing the ministry. And uh, 2018, when we started the third church, and uh, also the third church is growing, and to God be the glory for all of that. And uh, you may be wondering tonight, uh, Brother Mark, why there is why there is a need of uh, uh, doing church planting back home in the Philippines. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when we started the first church, uh, 2000, way back 2012, we started it uh, right in the heart of the city. Because when I came to this city, to these towns, and looking for a church that I could able to attend, a Bible-believing uh, church, well, I was so amazed because I couldn't able to find one in the heart of the city. In the heart of the city, so we go ahead and start the first church right in the heart of the city. And uh, the blessing is God has blessed the the first church. Yes, indeed, people near in the first church they have the church to come, and uh, they have uh, the opportunity to hear the gospel being preached to them. And when they heard the gospel, they got saved. When they got saved, they became a member of that local church, be a faithful in that church, and serve the Lord. But the problem is, uh, Lee. Uh, Uh, there are so much people also living outside the city. Uh, the distance between the first church and the second church is at least two hours of driving. So it would be very impossible for those people living two hours away from the first church, they could able to come to the first church. So what we did, instead these people will come to the first church, we bring, to the, we bring the church to the people. So we build churches right in their houses. So that they could able to walk and come to the church and hear the gospel being preached unto them. Now, uh, after we do that simultaneously by the grace of God, when we start the first church, 
I'll go ahead and train the national. And when I train the national, disciple the national, teach the national, and then when the church is grown up, I will turn over the church to this national, and he will be the pastor of the first church, and Brother Mark will go straight, go and start the second church, and again, Brother Mark, while starting the second church, train the national, teach the national, disciple the national, when the church is ready, ready grown up and can stand by herself, turn over the church to this national and Brother Mark start the third church. So that's what we're doing. We live and we teach in the principles of the New Testament, in the Bible. And you pray for us because when we go back home in the Philippines, we're going, we'll go ahead and we're going to start the fourth church. Because uh, I don't think that uh, three churches would be enough to to reach 110,000 people in that town. So we need to build churches in that town and our ultimate goal is not only to win this city by the grace of God but ultimately we could able also to win the neighboring towns of this city. That's our prayer. So there is great need in this ministry that we need your help and we need your partners, we need your prayers. And um, We've been here in United States for almost three months now, Pastor. And there are things that I've noticed while we are traveling here in United States. And I'm going to tell you the things that I've noticed while I'm here in United States. Number one, I've noticed that some of your gasoline stations are 24 hours. Your Speedway, your BP, your Shell, those gasoline some of them are 24 hours meaning to say any time of the day you could come even in the evening they are open and some of your walmart they are 24 hours some of your mall any time of the day even to, even in the evening you go to the walmart and they are open and they will go in to serve you and some of the hotel here in united states uh holiday inn marriott hotel etc etc some of those hotels are 24 hours but I have never seen a church here in the United States that is 24 hours. Amen. You have gasoline 24 hours. You have mall 24 hours. You have hotel 24 hours. But as far as I know, I have never seen yet a church here in the United States that is 24 hours. You see, back home in the Philippines and United States is 12 hours difference, preacher. It's evening here in the United States. If you have a friend in the Philippines, call him or call her. He will testify you today that it's early in the morning back home in the Philippines. And when it is evening in the Philippines, rest assured, here in the United States, it's morning. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's 12 hours difference. And how do you like this, ladies and gentlemen, that while you are all sleeping here in the United States, and yet you're still working in the work of the Lord? Amen. Because I am there, Brother Mark. I will be the, I will be the feet and I will be the hands and the souls that you cannot reach on the other side of the globe, in behalf of Brother Mark, will go in to reach them by the grace of God. So uh, again, thank you so much. And I, uh, uh, pray for us. Pray for our need. We, have, uh, we are in need of Sunday school rooms of our two churches. And we are in need of restrooms, two of our uh, churches back home in the Philippines. Any amount that you could able to give to our mission box will go and will proceed directly to our uh, church project. So uh, again, thank you so much. And I don't know uh, who among us tonight, if 
there's anyone that would like to ask Brother Mark about the ministry before all going to give to Pastor and lead us to some singing tonight? So is there anyone that will going to ask Brother Mark about the ministry back home in the Philippines? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you see, back home in the Philippines, there are so much false religion, religions. You know, uh, we have this uh, Iglesia ni Cristo, Jehovah Witnesses. We have Mormons and etc. etc. We have Catholic. You say Philippines, eighty-five percent of the population of the Filipinos are Catholic preacher. But uh, I'm not afraid of Catholic. Uh, I'm more afraid of Muslims because right now in the Philippines. When I was a kid, I still remember in the town that I grew up, it's barely hard to see Muslims. But right now, anywhere you go in the Philippines, there is already a Muslim. The reason why that some area in the Philippines, Muslims are still behaving, it's because they are still minority. And I'm afraid that someday they will go into got their numbers too much, that the government could no longer control it. Don't be, uh, don't be shocked that you will go into here to brother mark that philippines is it's no longer a democrat a democratic country it will be a communist country so we need to go we need to double time we need to do church planting train national and win soul for the glory of god because if we will not gonna do that then muslim will gonna do that for us yes sir Uh, you mean our church building, sir? Yes, yes sir. Uh, actually, right now, three of our churches, or two of our churches, two, two out of three churches that we have in the Philippines already have cross in our uh, uh, building, sir, in the front of our uh, congregation church building, sir. Yes, sir. Alright, so if you think of any question later on, then I will be standing on the back and you could ask me. So, uh, thank you, Pastor. Alright, turn to hymn number 358. <clears throat> 358. Yesterday, today, forever. Can you stretch your legs again? Why not? Let's just up and down, up and down all night. Let's stand. What's this? They're on. Oh, the TVs, yeah. That way we don't burn the flags into the screen. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, I'm old. I don't know the difference. So, they don't? Huh. Brother Mark, he's uh, he might be able to handle this tall pole, but I need to lower it so I can see. <laughs> if you need to use that bell, go for it. There we go. All right. Just uh, yeah. yeah. All right. That made it a little more challenging, but. It'll work, all right?
this for just a second all right need everybody to pay attention to it too even if you got something going on in your head throw it out there like that fly flying around and just let it let it go okay if somebody kills that fly uh, I will give you a high five amen as long as the fly is not still on your hand um, <clears throat> so that third verse that third verse I'm sorry I was hanging around with some hillbillies the other day and everything ended with ST so, you ever heard that before? You ever heard that before? They, uh, anyways, yeah, they, they told me it was about something that happened once and, uh, <laughs> and twice. Uh, yeah, so, anyhow, that third verse. He who mid the raging billows walked upon the sea. Y'all know Jesus walked on the the sea, right? Like, not like on the the frozen sea, on the raging billows sea, when it was going crazy and the disciples thought that they were about to die. He walked on the sea, and the same one who walked on the sea back that day, he still can hush the wildest tempest, as on Galilee. You say, wait a minute, wildest tempest. Yeah, okay. So yeah, he can he can hush the waves and and you know say peace be still. He who wept and prayed in anguish in Gethsemane drinks with us each cup of trembling in our agony. You know, back over there on the the wildest tempest. He's, he's, we're not talking about the wildest tempest of waves. Raging, we're talking about the wildest tempest in your life. Yes, the craziest times when everything seems like it's exploding and falling apart. The same one who walked on the water that day can walk on the water when you're worried that you're going to sink and everything's going to fall apart and you're going to die. That same Jesus that walked on the water can just calmly walk up and say, Hold on. Home. Done. Amen. And he drinks with us each cup of trembling in our agony. <clears throat> that's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that same Jesus also walks with us. The same one that uh, we're going to see about here in just a second walked on the the road to Emmaus is the same one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And He's here tonight. It's the same one that whether you're living and everything's great or whether you're actually drawing your last breath, 
and you're about to head off to heaven, He's the same Jesus that's right there to give you grace. He's the same Jesus that's right there to, to walk with you through life's way. Amen. Let's sing that song, that, that uh, fourth verse there. <clears throat> As the Lord walked to Emmaus with them to a announcements here we've got stuff going on uh so i already mentioned we have another we have a missionary with us tonight if you didn't notice um and so looking forward to uh uh, brother mark's preaching tonight and then uh, we have a missionary coming with us uh on sunday night as well going to um going to new zealand and uh it's interesting uh interesting It, it just seems like for for whatever reason these next this this week uh, is is the uh, um, yeah that region that region like Philippines New Zealand you know um, anyhow um, that that area of the world out there west of California or east of New York whichever direction you want to go um, it's a long way east isn't it if you if you're going that way but anyhow uh, and as as he was saying the time actually. Um, is the Philippines all on the same time zone? No, sir. No? Okay. We are, they are advanced one hour because we, we fall mm-hmm. back. Well, I mean, are they on the same, is all, are all the islands of the Philippines on the same yes, time? Sir. Okay, yes, sir. okay. So it's, uh, it is 8.40 a.m. tomorrow in the Philippines right now. So it's, it's 13 hours right now in the winter time. It's 12 hours in the summertime, right? In the winter, thirteen hours. Sir. Thirteen hours, and yeah. So we just we just fell back. So they stayed there. They don't they don't do a time change in the Philippines. Uh, at least the one uh, brother Romeo I was talking to last night. Um, I, I asked him about the time change, and he's like, "We don't do a time change." And so, uh, but we do here in America. So, uh, well, some of us do. We used to not do a time change in Indianapolis, but or in Indiana, but now we do, and. All of Indiana is not even on the same time zone. Most of us are on the same, but southwestern and northwestern Indiana is on uh, central time, and we're and the rest of Indiana is on eastern. So, makes for great late nights in the summer, uh, late late uh, well rather late days in the summer. But anyhow, um, so I, I like that though that uh, that that missionaries there are starting up their day and they're serving the Lord right now and, and uh, um, <clears throat> but anyhow so we're, we're, we're focusing on missions this month that's our missions emphasis month uh, we also focus on outreach and um, and uh, thanking the Lord for things right the Lord has blessed us very much and so we want to praise him for it and so we're going to have a pie and praise service on Wednesday 
the 23rd, that's that's coming up like right around the corner, isn't it? Wednesday, yes. Yeah, you want to have church on Thanksgiving or you want to have it on Wednesday? Not 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 this Wednesday, it's already passed. So, Wednesday the 23rd, so it'll be uh what, not next Wednesday, but the following, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's what we've been doing a little while. Um instead of having our midweek service on Thursday that week, we do it on Wednesday and eat pie. Uh, get diabetes and praise the Lord for all that He's done. And so, uh, come prepared to praise God. Uh, have some praises ready, and uh, we will uh, we'll sing some songs and praise the Lord. And then uh, the Circle of Lights the day after Thanksgiving will be downtown. Uh, we want to get together for that. Uh, plan on being there. It's in the evening that day, um, and uh, we we do want to get there early. We want to get there early before other people get there because we want to catch them as they're coming in to give them the gospel tracks. And so we have quite a few of those tracks ready already. Um, we may order some more. We'll see. I, we've got to order them real soon if we're going to. Um, and so uh, then that the next day after that, we're going to have a church security meeting with uh, Brother Cole. Also, see my wife for the ladies... Um, Self-defense class, ladies self-defense class that they're going to do with uh, Sister Cole. And uh, they're still ironing out the details on that. So you can talk to her if you're interested. Uh, see Brother Travis about the fasting and praying calendar. And so uh, he, he uh, has that. Do we have all this month covered? Uh, almost. Almost. All right. Who was disappointed? Brother Hewitt. Brother Hewitt? Oh, man. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Amen. So, calendar's in the entryway out there. Remember, don't write your name. Just mark mark the day. And... Uh, Okay, stickers. There you go. Hey, man, that'll be good. So see Brother Travis to get added to that uh, as well. And then uh, pray about, again, your missions giving and your tent fund giving. And Brother Travis is going to put together a tent here real soon, hopefully. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Nothing else. I'm pretty sure that's everything except Pastor Adam's birthday. And so Pastor Gimlick loves birthdays, and so he made sure that as I asked that we would, when we have birthdays on like a church day, if somebody can be thoughtful enough to bring something to sugar ourselves up with, that would be wonderful. But so Pastor Gimlick brought uh, or took care of uh, getting the uh, the refreshments for after the service. We have cupcakes. Uh, actually, we don't. Brother Bello ate them all today. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. He's like, what? Wait a you were looking down, so I was like, Brother Bello, he ate them all. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't touch them at all. Amen. So uh, after service, uh, we'll watch him eat them all. Amen. So uh, I meant Pastor Adams, not Brother Bello. Uh, so uh, praise God. Uh, so happy birthday. No, all right, let's listen. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, God bless you, 
Happy birthday to you. Amen. Pastor Adams, 47 years old today. Amen. Uh, minus 10. Minus 10. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and make ready for the offering. You can make checks payable to uh, Aaron Adams. Amen. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> for birthday gifts. Uh, anyhow. Um, amen. Oh, you've got, you've got folks sick, don't you? Man. Well, okay. Father, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for providing for our needs and giving to everything that we have, Lord. And Lord, we ask you that we may willfully bless this offering, Lord, and get back to your work, Lord. You provided so much for us, God. And Lord, I pray we may do our part and provide for the ministry that you called us to support, Lord. And wherever else you may serve your hand forth and see fit to give, Lord, through us, God. And Lord, I pray that we may just get to the work here that you called us to, God. And I pray for more laborers for the work. for the ministry so if you have a ministry card you'll probably get a call from me about transactions so just be ready be ready because I don't remember what you did and yes if you sent me a text or handed me a receipt don't expect me to remember it I'm not the one that does the books anyways I just try to help but um, we'll uh, we'll get some things caught up uh, I have questions for everyone um, first one is Never mind, I'll ask you later. All right, uh, 346, 346, and we'll sing this and then uh, have Brother Mark come with his family uh, and sing a song and then preach to us. Well, they'll sing a song, then he'll preach. Anyway, it'd be a little confusing if we had them all preach. <laughs> all right. Three forty-six. there's five verses to this song. I don't remember which ones are in which ones we're used to singing. Maybe we'll just sing all six of them then. All right. Christ has for sin atonement made what a wonderful Savior. We are redeemed. The price is paid. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Savior is try if it's possible. I don't know if it is or not. We'll find out in just a minute. 
Um, we're going to try to skip the chorus on the on the even verses. So verse two and four, we skip the chorus. Okay, we'll see if we can do this or if it will be a train wreck. All right, <clears throat> verse two. I praise Him for the cleansing blood of Water bottles also for you if you run through the other one. All right, so go ahead. Oh, that's fine.
stand ready for the preaching. Well, if you have your Bible with you tonight, would you please turn with me in the book of Second Kings or Second Kings? Second Kings, uh, would like you to look at verse 24 down to verse 29. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 24 down to verse 29. And we'll go ahead and read chapter 7, verse 3 down to verse 10. <coughs> Alright, Second Kings chapter 6, verse 24. This is what the word of the Lord says. And it came to pass after this that uh, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and a port para pakabdang of a cup of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my Lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the winepress? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and did eat him, and I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son, that we may eat him. And she had hid her son. Chapter 7, verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live, and if they shall kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of a chariots and a noise of a horses, even a noise of a great horse. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel had heard against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and uh, fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink, and carried them silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it, and came again and entered into another tent, and carried them also, and went and hid it. Verse 9. I want you to take note of this verse because later on I will go into tell very special in this verse tonight. Then they said one to another, We do not well 
This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called unto the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of men, but horses tied, and asses tied, and the tents as they were. Shall we close our eyes and bow our heads, and let us pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, O Lord, tonight, as we again approach you, your throne of grace and of mercy, O God, we pray that you clothe us with your righteousness and that once again we will be worthy enough to ask you, O Lord God, tonight. O Lord, I pray that uh, as we have this privilege and honor to come as one in brother, as brothers in Christ, brother and sisters in Christ. Lord, may, we, you, may, be, may you be with us tonight, O Lord God. Be, Lord, in the preaching of your word. O Lord, I, I pray, O Lord God, that Continue to give me wisdom and knowledge tonight. I pray for vitality, liberty, and freedom. And most of all, I pray, O Lord God, that you may anoint me, O Lord, as I preach thy word. Lord, thank you for Pastor Aaron. I pray for him. I pray, dear God, that you continue to use him, empower him, and give him wisdom and knowledge. And use him mightily, O Lord, dear God, to flock the sheep. Of your people, O God. Pray for his family, Lord, that you continue to bless each every family that he has. Protect them and guide them. Give them good health, dear Lord, dear God, and you provide everything that they need, O Lord. And I'm so I'm so and I and also Lord, I'm so grateful tonight for this church. Thank you for the privilege that I could be able to preach the word, O God, tonight. I pray for this church that you continue to use this church, O God, in the community. The spreading of the gospel, O Lord God, that a lot of lost souls will come to know to the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, O God. O Lord, thank you for this church, O God. Use this church, O Lord, as the testimony of your power, O Lord, and of your grace and mercy. O Lord, one thing is for sure tonight, everything that will go into be said and done will give you back all the grace, the glory and honor. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Tonight, I just want to uh, share you three things, and hopefully I will not keep you long, and I will, or I promise you I will not keep you long. Just what Elizabeth Taylor says to her eighth husband, I will not keep you long. So, uh, I'll go ahead and share you these three things tonight, then after sharing these three things, then we're done and go home. So, number one, 
if you go back and uh, read again 2nd Kings chapter 6 verse 24 down to verse 29 you're going to notice in those uh, verses that we have read that the storage help tells us that something's going on in this uh, passage of scriptures and you'll see in verse 24 in 2nd Kings chapter 6 verse 24 that the Bible says and it came to pass after this that uh, the king of Syria, Ben-Hadad, with, with all those soldiers he has, with all those military, you know, the tactic, the strategy, the knowledge when it comes to war, all the weapons that uh, they carry about, they all came and presented themselves in Samaria. And to make the long story short, there, there was a war between these two nations. And I don't know the duration, the length of the war that has been in this war, in the story. But uh, I just, just follow along what the Bible says that it's, in, it's concluded that at the end of the day, it was the Syrians who took the victory. It was King Ben-Hadad who won the war. And uh, sad to say at this point of time that uh, Samaria was really in bad shape. Uh, they are surrounded by this insurmountable enemy. And, uh, there are, and there's no such, there's no such, such help from anyone else, although they are longing and uh, asking for help, that would somebody would go in to help them. But sad to say, because of the uh, uh, mass of enemy, mass of soldiers, there's no self, there's no such help in Samarian people. So the 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 Syria won the, the won the war. The king King Benadad took the victory, and one of the the problem that the people of Samaria facing it. At this point of time, when King Ben-Hadad took control of everything, the king himself was implementing economic embargo against the city of Samaria. Nobody is allowed to go outside the city of Samaria, and nobody is allowed to go outside the city of Samaria. And we all know, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, that if there is a, a war, you know, one of the cr crises or one of the problems that the people experiencing or suffering or facing, is the shortage of food or the lack of food. And you know what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. You know, it's been how many months now that the war is still, you know, heat, is still going on, what I mean to say. And one time I was there in the Philippines, I was watching for these national televisions, and all of a sudden it popped up in the Philippines, this great gentleman. And obviously this gentleman, he was the ambassador of UNICEF. And I still remember what this gentleman told in that national television that he was asking help in behalf of these Ukrainian people. And three things that he asked for help. Number one, uh, he is asking for clean water that people could able to give for the Ukrainian people because at this point of time, because of the war that has been going on and, and so on and so forth of that, uh, People in Ukraine right now are having a hard time to, an, to have an access of clean water. So if, he could, if, 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 someone, if somebody would able to give clean water for the Ukrainian people, this man said they would really appreciate it enough. The number two, he said, if you could able to give a, a good shelter for the Ukrainian people, they would really, really be thankful and grateful because those bombing, because of those missiles, we you know those drones, that came from Russia and then strike Ukraine, the establishments, you know that? The, the schools, 
the government hospital, and the houses, the buildings, was all been down, damaged, and collapsed because of those missiles and drones. And this man said, if somebody would able to give, extend their hands to give good shelters for the people of Ukraine, they would really, really appreciate that. And last but not the least, he said, if you could able to give food for these people of Ukraine, they would really, really be thankful for that. Because of this war, most of the people in Ukraine right now are fleeing because of shortage of food. They couldn't able to find food in Ukraine at this point of time. And to tell you all of that is because that is what's happening in the story that we have read. Because of the war, because of the battle, right now the great dilemma that the people of Samaria are experiencing at this point of time is the lack of food or the shortage of food. The means for them to live and survive. And would you imagine the Bible says that during at this point of time, the time of war, even the donkey's head, they were selling this donkey's head in a very exorbitant price. The food that is very unpleasant and unpeeling to the people. And the pigeon poo, they're selling this pigeon poo in a very, very expensive price. And people will go, literally, they will going to line up. And they were going to buy those unappealing food. They were going to take that food and cook that food. They were going to eat that food, those food, for them to live and survive because of the great famine and the drought all the people of Samaria experiencing at this point of time. The Bible says one time the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall. It was being very obviously clear. The details of the Bible was so were so perfect enough that the Bible says the king of Syria was passing by upon the wall. And I really don't know what's going on on the mind of the king at this point of, ta- of time. I might be probably guessing tonight that probably this king of, of Israel was thinking of the solution of the problem that they are in. So he was there walking to and fro. He was passing by upon the wall. Then all of a sudden, while he was walking to and fro, afar off, he saw this, two gent- this fine lady at the corner, and obviously the Bible says these two ladies in the Bible, there's such uh, an argument or quarrel in between them. And the, and, 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 and the Bible says the king, the king of Israel go after these two ladies in the Bible, and he asked the condition about these two ladies in the Bible. And one of the ladies said, you know what, king, because of this, because of this drought and the famine that we all experiencing, both of us, yesterday, we make an agreement. We make a covenant. And the deal is that we will go into voluntarily give our own son. We will go into boil our own son. We will go into cook our own son. And we will go into eat our own son to live and to survive. And that's what I did yesterday. And it's about her turn today. But the Bible says she had hid her son. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's your your view of what's going on around the world. You know, the crisis, the war between Russia and Ukraine. You know, the news between China, Taiwan, Philippines being so aggressive. And you know what's going on between North Korea and South Korea. And all of those stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this world is in total chaos. Because you know what? Because people today are more on obedience. In the authority of man rather than in the authority of the word of God. You see, that the world that we are living in, this world is offering us a lot of stuff 
that it seems so good to us, the entertainment, the hell world, the sports, etc., etc., that make us feel good, satisfied good, happiness good. But ladies and gentlemen, yes, we are almost done with this COVID, with this pandemic. But let me tell you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, there, are, there is, is still a pandemic of all the people in the world that they are still experiencing. And you know what's that? The hunger and thirsty from the word of God. Amen. You see, the Bible says people are all dying and starving for the food physically. But people today, ladies and gentlemen, are starving and dying for the food of the soul and spirit. Right. And that's the word of God. I'll go ahead and show you the number 2, chapter 7, verse 3. The Bible says, And there were four gentlemen, four leprous men in the Bible. They were there outside the city gate of Samaria. And we all know, during the Old Testament times, that if you have, that if you have this kind of disease, you are the most hated person in the community. If you have the leprosy or the leprous, they don't like you. They hate you. And that is the situation of these poor gentlemen in the Bible. They, they have this terrible disease. The Bible says leprous or leprosy. And that's why they don't like them. The community, they are not welcome in the community. They are being, they are being uh, prohibited. They are not being allowed to go inside the city of Samaria. That's why the Bible says they are there outside the city gate. Because they have this leprous. They are not allowed to go and see their loved ones in the city of Samaria. They are not being permit permitted to go and hug their loved ones because they have this leprous or leprosy. And the Bible says while this leprous man was there outside the city gate of Samaria, they are there discussing their own predicament. One of them said, if you will go in to continue to sit here, and very obvious, the famine and the drought is here, we're going to die. And the other one said, well, if you will go inside the city of Samaria, and well, in fact, the drought and the famine began inside the city of Samaria, we're all going to die. But the third gentleman, he said, with all that courage and boldness, he stood up. Four of them, he stood up and said, Well, the only way for us to live, as far as I know, we need to go to the camp of the enemy. Yeah, because he knows in the camp of the Syria, there's so much food over there. There's a lot of good stuff over there. And most probably, the food that they are longing, they could be able to find there. And he said, if we will gonna go there, and somebody will go in to see us, and they will go in to sit to shoot us and kill us, and we die, and that's okay, we're gonna die anyway. You see, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I don't know how much more water do they have during at that point of time. I really don't know how much more or, uh, bottled water do they have at that point of time, but the thing is this, with all of those debates, with all of those arguments, so on and so on and so forth, ladies and gentlemen, they all agree in one harmony, in solidarity, they need to go to the camp of the enemy. If they want to survive, if they want to live, if they want to find that food that they are longing for, they need to give their life in the hands of the enemy. 
So you, you see, ladies and gentlemen, the message, the lesson is very simple tonight. With all, with all of those perseverance, with all those sacrifices, motivation, ladies and gentlemen of these poor leprous men, the great cause of doing that is because they want to find food for them to live and survive. Isn't it tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have much great reason and cause for us to go and share the word of God to the people because we know 2,000 years ago, a man Christ died on the cross of the Calvary. He paid our sin debt and he shed blood shed on the cross and he died after three days he arose and go to the Father. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we need to have that motivation and courage and sacrifice. We need to go and tell to the people about the gospel, about the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross of the Calvary. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to go and share this food of the soul. This is the only hope of the people. This is the book that they will go in to learn and know about the gospel. You know, one time in the Philippines, it was Monday, early in the morning, and whilst I was there in our house, one time, all of a sudden, my phone is ringing, and I look at my phone, I don't recognize the number because it was not stored in my cell phone, but it continued to ring, so I just answer it anyway, and I said, hello, and then on the other line, what, it was a voice of a woman, and I said, uh, who is this? And he told me, I'm uh, Mila, Sister Mila, is this Pastor Mark? He said, yes, this is Pastor Mark. And Sister Mila said, well, Pastor, I'm a, I'm a member of uh, Gospel Light Baptist Church here in Capas, and I'm a very, been a, a Christian for a long time. And I've been praying for my whole family to God save pastor. And my pastor said that you are in the area wherein my family live. Pastor, can you go and uh, share the gospel to my family? And I said to Mila, well, I really want to share the gospel to your family, but give me the person that I need to contact in your family. And he said, Pastor, he's the name, here, here is the name of my father, Bert, and here's this number. So he gave me the name and the number, and then we hung up, and then I called the number, and the phone is ringing, and then somebody on the other line answered and said, Hello? And I said, Hello, sir. Good afternoon. I'm Pastor Mark. This is, is this Brother Bert? And he said, Yes, this is Brother Bert. May I help you, sir? He said, uh, Sir Bert, your daughter called me, and he wants me to come with you and uh, talk to you about the Lord, talk, to talk to you about Jesus. Can I come this Saturday? And he said, Pastor, you come. So uh, Saturday I come. I came there in the house in the place of Brother Bert. It, this is not the first time that I will gonna meet this man. First time to be in his place. So I'm using my motorcycle. When I was there in that place, there was this gentleman on the side of the road. And I stopped and said, Sir, good afternoon. Do you know the name Brother? Do you know who is Brother Bert or the name Brother Bert? And he said, Yes, sir, just go straight. Then go straight halfway in the house of Brother Bert. I saw this lady sitting in her chair and said, Ma'am, do you know who is Brother Bert? Yeah, Brother Bert, just a couple of houses is there, the house of Brother Bert. So I'll go ahead. So when I was about there, I saw this 
old man, about 60 to 70, 65 to 70 years old. He was sitting in the front of his door house and stopped and said, Sir, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Pastor Mark and I'm looking for Brother Bert. And the man said, Why are you looking for Brother Bert? He said, I'm Pastor Mark and I would like to share about Jesus to him. And he said, I am Brother Bert. Well, the first time I met Brother Bert, I was so afraid and scared. Because you know what? He was so full of alcohol that time. Her eyes are too red and smoke a lot of cigarettes and he cursed. And when I, I met him, I'm so scared and said, I shake his hand and said, Sir, I will go. I'll come back Saturday. <laughs> because he was so full of alcohol and so afraid. And said, thank you for knowing you, sir, but promise I'll come back next Saturday. So I come back next Saturday, and Brother Bert is already okay. And I shared the gospel to Brother Bert. And after I shared the gospel to Brother Bert, you know what happened? Brother Bert got saved. Amen. Brother Bert got saved. And before I left, I told Brother Bert a very interesting story. And I said to him, sir, you know that the word of God is already in your heart. And do you know what? A seed is a seed, a tomato seed. Said, if you will going to plant a tomato seed in the soil and leave it there, do not water it and let the wild grass sprung up. If eventually, that that seed will going to die. You know that seed in your heart, the word of God. You need to water that, brother Bert. I said, and brother Bert said, Pastor, how could I water the the, the seed in my heart? And I said to him. Brother Bert, you need to come tomorrow in the church. And Brother Bert said, I'll come, Pastor. Well, I don't know. So son, it's, here comes Saturday morning. I was preaching Sunday. Uh, Sunday. I, I was preaching in the pulpit Sunday morning. And at the back of the church, I saw Brother Bert. So Brother Bert. And not only Brother Bert. Because sitting beside Brother Bert, his wife. So after I preached, I go to him and said, Brother Bert, good morning. Nice to see you, sir. God bless you. And may I know who's with you today? And he said, Pastor, this is my wife. And Pastor, I would like you to come to our house this afternoon. I would like you to share what you shared to me yesterday to my wife. And I said to Brother Bert, I'm Brother Bert, I will be there this afternoon. So the, the afternoon of that Sunday, I went to the house of Brother Bert, and his wife was waiting for Pastor Mark. So I shared the gospel to his wife. And after I shared the gospel to his wife, you know what happened? His wife got saved by the grace of God. Amen. I don't know now how many months Brother Bert started going to a church. But let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Since Brother Bert came to the church in that first time, he never missed a church every Sunday. And you know what happened, ladies and gentlemen? When a man got saved and he's always there every Sunday, every Sunday, listening to the pastor, to the preacher, preaching the word of God, and the word of God coming into his heart, you know what will going to happen? That man, eventually, by the power of God, he will going to change it. And the, and the, and the daughter and the sons of brother birds, they begin to murmur each other. They couldn't believe what's going on in the life of their father. And they said, what's going on to our dad? The dad that is a smoker, the, uh, our drunkard, alcoholic. He wants to fight. He wants to curse. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, no more drink, no more cursing. He, begin to he began to love his wife. 
his family. And you know what happened, ladies and gentlemen, one time. Brother Bert said, Pastor, can you come to our house this Saturday? No special event. Just come, Pastor. And I said, I will be, I'll, I'll be there. Saturday, afar off, I saw a lot of people in the house of Brother Bert. They were sitting there, chair. So I came and said, Brother Bert, how are you? He said, I'm doing fine, Pastor. Pastor, you see these people? Young, young people, old. These are my sons, my daughters, my sisters, my grandson, my daughter. Preacher, I would like you to preach what you, I would like you to share what you shared to us and my wife. I would like you to tell to my family about Jesus. That Saturday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, I present the Lord Jesus Christ. I present a simple plan of salvation to the family of Brother Bert. You know what happened, ladies and gentlemen, when I shared the gospel to the family of Brother Bert? They all got saved by the grace of God. And you know what the blessing is? Almost 15 to 20 people that added in our attendance in the church, they are all family of Brother Bert preacher. Because of that testimony, the life that has been changed by God in the life of Brother Bert. Folks, we need to go and tell about Jesus to others. We need to go and tell and proclaim the gospel to others, ladies and gentlemen. The number three, the last. The problem, then, you know what the story? We see the power of God. We know how the Lord intervened. See, the Bible says, this poor leprous man, I don't know how many days they need to walk just to be able to reach the camp of the Syrians. It might probably, they started their journey early in the morning. And, and noon or afternoon, then they never stop, they never quit, they just continue to walk. And then it comes the evening. And the Bible says in the midnight, while the, while the Syrians army are all sleeping in the camp, in that midnight where everybody is all asleep, the camp is silent. You know what the Bible says? Then all of a sudden the Bible says they heard this great of noises. They heard this noise coming from many horse, many asses. And the Syrians army thought that the king of Israel made friends to the king of the Hittites, made friends to the king of the Egyptians. Now here comes the army of the Hittites. Now here comes the army of the Egyptians, combined the army of the Israelites. And they thought, ladies and gentlemen, that by this time, they are outnumbered, that if they were going to fight, they were going to lose their lives. So you know what they did, ladies and gentlemen? They think that the only way to spare their life they need to stand up and leave everything behind and they need to run for their life. And that's what they did, ladies and gentlemen. They all stood up in that midnight when they heard that great noises and leave everything behind. So the Bible says, when this poor leprous man came to the camp of the Syrian, not even a single army of Syrians was there. You know what they saw? Horses being tied in an apple tree. Asses roaming around taking good care of the camp. 
That's all they see. And the Bible says, when they came to the camp of Syria, they entered into this one tent. They all come in into this tent. And it said, happened to be that this tent that they all come in, it was the tent of the king. The king Ben-Hadad himself, this is his tent. So they all entered in into this tent. And when they entered this tent, you know what they saw? This bare leprous man in the Bible, they saw this long and wide table on the tent. And on the top of the table, ladies and gentlemen, they saw all these kinds of food that they are longing for in their life. They saw the Arby's. They saw the Wendy's. They saw the McDonald's. They saw the Applebee's. They saw the Crackle Barrel. They saw the Mexican buffet. They saw the uh, uh, Chinese buffet. They saw the rice, ladies and gentlemen. And when they saw the blessings, you know, they are rejoicing. They were so happy because they found the blessings of God. But let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. When they found the blessings of God, they got their own chair. One of them, they took their own chair and they, they started surrounding the, the table. And they took, one of them, they took their own plates. They took their own plates and took their own fork. And they started getting food. And the food is in the plate and they started eating. You know, ladies and gentlemen, while they are eating, the moment of silence began in verse 9. Look what your Bible says. In verse 9, they said, Truly this day is a day of good tidings. You know what? It's really a good tidings. Because the story is very simple. These poor leprous men, they found the blessings and go back to the city of Samaria. You know what's going on there? They are fighting each other. They are killing each other. They are killing their own son, their own daughters. No food. Drought and famine in the city of Samaria. They are eating the donkey's head and pig on cells for them to survive. And yet these poor leprous men, they found the blessings of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I do believe with all my heart the greatest tidings that has been happening in our life the day when we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Amen. And the rest follows on. But let me tell you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, same question that arose from this poor leprous man, same question that I would like to ask you tonight. When this poor leprous man found the blessings of God, they said to each one of them, what are we going to do with this blessing? Mm-hmm. Folks, what are you going to do with the Lord Jesus Christ, the man you accept in your heart? What are you going to do? When was the last time you tell about him to others? When was the last time you invite folks to come to the church? When was the last time you shared the gospel to others, ladies and gentlemen? Same question that I would like to ask you tonight. What are you going to do with the blessings in your hands? Are you going to keep it? Or are you going to share it? You know what this poor leprous man said? They called the porter of the city. All the Samarian people live and survive because of this poor leprous man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you tonight. 
Brother Mark will going back home to the Philippines this January. And we will gonna go and share the gospel to the people. Thank you, preacher.